Today on The Balanced Voice, we welcome back Tina Lundquist-Faust and Tama Lundquist for a continued conversation for the animals. In today's episode, Renya and Jen dive into how Tina and Tama elevated themselves to the level of advocacy they are at today in the animal welfare space. If you missed last week's episode with Tina and Tama, be sure to go back and give it a listen. And as always, we would love a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Let's jump back into our conversation with Tina and Tama. This is the Balanced Voice Podcast. What a challenge that can be, you know, for a school to say, a school with what, some of these schools have 4,000 children in them, you know, or, you know, whatever. How many microchips can you sponsor for a community? You know, every kid can bring $10 right. once. That could be, yes. or more. Exactly. You know, these yes. are small mm. things yeah. that can be done. That's a great idea. I love that you think about it through the schools. Um, but you look, why isn't the city providing them? Yeah. It costs about $500 for an animal control officer to pick up a dog alongside the road, bring it to bark, hold it for the mandatory time, euthanize it, and dispose of its body. $10 means I'll tell a you. dog goes back to its owner. Mm-hmm. There is an ROI on this. There's no reason not to be taking advantage of a lot of these solutions. Mm-hmm. And this is what part of the movie is to at least get the conversation going. Was it hard for you two to be vulnerable in the documentary? No, no we cry all the time. No. Well, it was those, those, those clips of us and why we do this work, for me, that was about three hours. And it was a therapy session. Yeah. It was just layer of layer of layer of of just why we do this work and like you said secondary trauma and um and i feel like and for you you know like it it, our dad both affects us greatly in this Mm. you know he the the loss of him and what and the work we see him doing now as our as our guiding angel's been amazing but um no and i think that a lot of people who are watching this movie the rescue groups feel it's sort of therapeutic Mm. or um what is the word they can cathartic. identify cathartic, cathartic, yeah. cathartic yeah. to watch this, mm. let go of some of that emotion and pain because we all need to sort of have a group therapy session and lean on each other and cry a little bit because you're never away from this trauma. Mm-hmm. You're never stepping out of it. And um, there is a lot of PTSD, a lot of compassion fatigue. So anyway, I'm sorry, but to answer your question, yeah. it didn't feel vul- it didn't feel hard to be vulnerable because I feel like it's on our sleeves all the time. Well, and we had been out on the streets. Yes. And we, those questions were asked after we had filmed a lot on the streets. Mm. And when you see so much suffering, it, you know, you don't sleep at night. It's it's yeah. horrible. There were so many animals that we left that we couldn't get. Um, and I'll just add for those who are not familiar with Houston, you were not in good areas. You were not in good areas. And that is a, a definite risk to both of you that, you know, we need to thank you for taking that mm, risk. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Um, I think when I was watching you sort of on the emotional journey telling the story, I understood so much of what you were saying. Um, Tina, at one point you were saying, I feel like you were saying, I I feel like I'm not doing anything fully right. Right. Or like there's friendships and there's people. I completely understood. You know, we're constantly wearing the job 
and yet never succeeding in anything. Yeah. There's going to be a kid that's hurt today, a wife that's abused, a felon left out of let out of prison, no matter what we do. And I've ignored six friends' phone calls because I was on the phone with a victim. You know, and you're mm-hmm. trying to to do this. And then there are people who care and just fr- quite frankly do not care. Right. And that's very hard when you're your so investment is yeah. for yeah. the well, yes. the protection of our entire city. Yeah. What you yeah. guys are doing is for all of us. You want to give a blanket statement like once a week and just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. really? no, I, mean, I, I feel that way. Like I ignore people's calls. I literally cannot pick the phone up at night to have a conversation. Yeah, it's exhausting. Of, and I think by nature, we're introverts. Yeah. So for us to do this takes an, a huge amount of energy. Y'all are sweeter than me. I'm like, it. I can't do that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you don't. No. You're lying because well, you I never only answer say certain that. people. You're lying. The worst, the worst. I tried to call you, but your voicemail is full. Oh yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> it's been full. But you know what I love years. about y'all? Y'all are like two Houston treasures. I, because you not are only Houston are you, are, 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 what do we call this? Animaltarians. Animaltarians. But you're also I don't know, but I love the word because y'all supported the work we do in trafficking on a consistent basis. So for that, I you're just two Houston treasures. That I'm glad Minnesota doesn't have you anymore. That's one thing. The other thing I'll say is what rang to me. I don't know if y'all have ever done a soda, photographic safari. Have you ever done safari? Mm-hmm. So I went on a photographic safari and I was like, oh, what's a photographic safari? It's where you don't kill the animals. Oh, I, I, oh you just take photos? You just you take photos. You shoot camera and yeah. not a... Oh, wait, yeah. do you normally shoot animals on a safari? Oh, yeah. Some people do. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you know, I've seen those people like they get the tusks. And okay, okay. So anyways, yeah. we went on a photographic safari. I don't know. I was like, I wow, we're going to see the king of the jungle, the most ferocious thing in the, in, uh, out on uh, in the Serengeti. Do you know that that's not what the most ferocious is? The pack of dogs. Mm-hmm. A pack. So this is a public safety issue. That the pack Who of they. Told you that. So the the guide, he basically so said that a pack of dogs out in out in the Serengeti and and, and we were in uh, uh, Tanzania and then to Kenya that the pack of dogs is actually more dangerous. And think about it. Like whenever they the hyena is, mm-hmm. is considered right. Whenever because there's multiple, there's a pack of them as yeah. a group. They are the they can take down something. It can uh, break down. It anything. can it can break down anything. Because there's so many. So it's if like you don't piranha, care about animals, about a, care about your yeah, children that are potentially a public safety well, and you victim. Think about that too. I always love to compare to the animal world. Mm. Think about how strong we are when we collaborate. You know, yeah. think how strong we are when we work together. And it's one thing we love about Crime Stoppers. You've always worked together with mm-hmm. us. You've always said yes. And all the rescue partners we have in the city, we've got the whole pack of dogs. We're just we're just missing that one little component, and and we can do this. But so what do you need the city to do, guys? What do y'all need the city to do? That cares. We'll put funding toward this. We need um, a shelter director who's going to really step forward and look to strategic solutions and how can we get more dogs off the streets. The problem is not in the shelter. Right. A lot of people think it's a shelter problem. How many animals are we killing in the shelter? And that is a sad solution, but or a sad problem. But when you see an animal humanely euthanized or hit by a car and dragging its back legs for two or three mm-hmm. days and then, um, you know, lying down. And d- that is a much worse death than a human. Mm-hmm. I hate to be that graphic, mm-hmm. but this is the reality. We need to get the animals off the streets and yeah. we need shelter directors who care about getting the animals off the streets. It's a citywide problem. A city needs to care about this and own this like they do 
not that animals are the same, but getting trash, mm-hmm. infrastructure, Absolutely. crime. They need to look at this as part of running a city. And it's not just the city. It's the county. Yep. The county oh, as well. Sure. There's a lot of unincorporated areas. And that's probably where more of the problem comes in because we have so many rural pockets where the dogs are living, um, breeding, mm-hmm. dying. Yeah. You know, how many packs of puppies do we get every day? An email, somebody says, dying pack of puppies, four are dead, four are still alive. Can you help? We're out of resources. We've yeah. come to the point where we have to say, no, we, we, there's nothing more we can do. We can do. Wow. But let's talk about what you have done. And the movie mm-hmm. ends by talking about the work of Houston Pet Set. 5,098 transports, 7,090 spin, neuter, 7,800, over 7,800 microchips. That's incredible. And those were numbers as of last year. So That's incredible. Yeah, and I think we've granted around $5 million total wow. in, into the city. And we just we just need the city and the county to get on board. And, you know, with this election coming up, we feel like we have a candidate that, that does care. Mm-hmm. And we've got our fingers crossed. And I what I... What I love in listening to you, because people have said it to me, stop talking. And we responded with, we're not going to stop mm-hmm. talking. And I look at you and I say, whoever thinks these two are going to stop talking, stop talking. <laughs> they're here today. They're going to be somewhere else tomorrow, as they should be. And you shouldn't stop because without you, where would we be. Where would our city be without our rescue crews? Yeah. These the street yeah, For sure, but you, you, is there another it, city you like this? Do it and put it all together. Yeah. Is there another city like no, this? We're the worst in the nation. Really? Hands down, yes. And to me, this is so. Whenever we did the looked at what to do about trafficking and put together the strategy around, uh, there was a citizen led too, right? Mm-hmm. We looked at homelessness. We've almost ended veteran homelessness in mm-hmm. the city of Houston. So we've done this whole collaborative model, but but the city was on board with what to do right. there too. So that's it's like this citizen plus city and county yeah. piece that has to come together for this space. We can't do it without the city and the county. Right. But we know that that change is coming. Yeah. It just has to. It has to. We're not going to stop until. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it means the 60 minutes, if it means New York Times, if it means whatever, Tamil's got a potential for a screening in London. Oh, my goodness. I mean, they're doing this really well. They're doing this really. London is doing this well. It's it's what we want Houston to do where um, it's sort of privatized. You know, the government doesn't need to manage this. Why not let the people who are doing the lion's share of the work, who are the experts at it, Mm -hmm. run this? And aren't there cities in Europe or places in Europe where like everybody knows who the town dogs are and they have a they have a little tag? We were just in Cairo you, where there were endless dogs walking around. Every single one was tagged and groomed and fed. Wow! In Cairo, even though we were right. like, we need to do something, and I think I reached yeah, out to you guys. We went back and did some research because the girls were like, we want to start like a Houston pet set for Cairo. I'm like, oh my god! But it found out they're all tagged, fed, they're groomed, but they they do live on the streets. But yeah. there are groups that literally, and you didn't see take any. care of them. Yeah. They're none were wild, and they're probably not breeding. I don't because they're probably think spayed and neutered. So. Probably, probably, no, they're tagged. No, yes, they're not. Yeah. Yes, so they're spayed. That, but see, that's so like what Search Homeless does, right? In Cairo. Yeah. yeah. For the homelessness here, versus like Search Homeless, they do the same thing. They go around where they know that there are pockets of homeless and they help feed and see if they need any services. Why can't we do that for the pets here? We can. We can. There's no reason not to. Yeah. In most cities, that's what the dog catcher or the shelter does. You know, is service the animals also, rather than some of them. Yeah, but also just 
pick them up and get them off the street. Yeah. And there are cities in the U.S. that we've looked at that have great models, too. You know, we went to Phoenix. They're doing really good work. L.A.'s progressive. Um, Houston will catch up. We don't even have to catch up. She says all the time, why would we catch up? Why don't we jump ahead? Why don't we innovate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Why don't yeah. we innovate? Yeah. And if we can solve it here, we can solve it anywhere. Our model works anywhere in the U.S., in anywhere in the world. What about the also, larger cities like New York and Chicago, just as large as yeah. we are? What are they doing? They're, they're above the, the freezing line, mm. so their strays don't breed all year round. And they don't even have them. And that's probably one of the contributing factors in the South and in Houston, in, you know, up there. If you see a stray dog in Minnesota or... Everybody's like, whoa, stop. Yeah. everyone stop the car, stop. They get. We went to the um, the city shelter in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, when we were there a couple of years ago. 74 cages and four animals? Yeah. And it smelled like a dentist office. It was clean. It wow. was nice. It was wow. Busy. We're like, oh, we cried. So we, we came on that. So you're we'll telling cry. me that, that animals don't procreate. As much when it's cold. Well, they don't yeah. survive. They they they, they yeah. haven't. This this is a problem in Houston that has gone unchecked for decades. We didn't just get here in the last ten years. It's been decades brewing, brewing for years and years and years. You know, San Francisco started wow. on this issue in the seventies. They started. They were very progressive with their spay neuter programs. You know, they, now they've got a whole other set of issues. But, um, and, and part of the issue, if I may, mm-hmm. um, is, and this is very controversial, but there's this whole uh, no-kill strategy yeah. that's nationwide. And mm-hmm. they say, your shelter uh, uh, live release rate, the number of animals that leave your shelter, should be 90% or above. And so a lot of shelters want this status called no-kill. And so in order to do that, they take in fewer animals so they can be deemed a success and have this live release rate Mm. of 90% or more. And it's actually left, we know in Houston, it's actually left more animals on the streets. You get more animals on the streets, you have more suffering, you have more procreating. Exponentially, they're um, breeding and growing, and so it's really caused a problem. And and then what you get in your shelters, it becomes clogged with just bully breeds. So that's all you have. They're not adoptable dogs. Mm. So the whole, it, over time, all you have are rows and rows and rows of bully breeds. And you're leaving, you know, dogs that are much more adoptable, poodles, um, you know, terriers on the streets That makes to so much sense because, It does you know, make I, a lot of sense. I, I, I've my never husband thought and I about have, that. Yeah, a lot of single family homes. And so, and and with our insurance, you can't have certain breeds in the houses. So the, those... Yeah. Bully breeds not only can stay, not even can stay in rental properties with you. Right. And there are big organizations working to change that. Thank you to our sponsor, Fliplock, for making this episode possible. Fliplock is a door lock unlike any other lock that was created as a nationwide, straightforward solution to protect your people, whether that be in universities, dorms, daycares, hospitals, or even government buildings. It can be added to nearly any door to keep you and yours safe. We are proud to have such a strong and like-minded sponsor of the Balanced Voice podcast. Check out Flipblock at flipblock.com. That's F-L-I-P-L-O-K.com. 
Guys, the work you do is so unbelievable, and we mm-hmm. want people to follow you and support Houston Pet Set, but also go see the film For the Animals. It's unbelievable. Go to fortheanimalsmovie.com to watch that. Um, and we thank you so much for being here. I want to ask you more, so we might have a part two of this because... Um, like you guys are glamorous you're glamorous and you've always been glamorous you have soirees that you know the who's who of houston you you work with celebrities talk about how you've leveraged that to support the animal community because i find it fun fascinating very smart and really important because i'll just quickly say if you study any issue usually you eventually at some point have to get a spotlight a person a celebrity a somebody that will anchor the cause and then draw the community in. I think we started doing this with our soiree a few years ago. I mean, we thought it was important to have a fun party, a Mm -hmm. sexy party. We said, you can still come, even if you're not, you know, a diehard animal advocate, still come to our party and have fun. Um, But at the same time, we were drip, 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 talking about this issue and attracting people and then also finding people in the community that truly care about this. We have great supporters who this might be their number one or number two issue. Mm -hmm. They care about this issue and have been really um, uh, behind us, quietly behind us. But I think that we saw the large organizations, whether it's medical, arts, um, children, doing big events, doing good events. And Houston is so philanthropic. It, it seems is. like the social circles kind of coattail mm-hmm. onto the philanthropic mm-hmm. um, parties. They do. Very and we said, so we said, let's let's start there. Yes. That's where we have to start. And we can raise as much as the opera. We can raise as much. And it's not an either-or proposition. No, no. We believe in all of it. Um, we, we, you know... And partnering with amazing groups like you guys have helped shine a light on this so much. You have so much more visibility than Houston Pet Set. So your partnership has meant the world to us. They're so happy. Yeah, really. You guys helped inspire all of it. So we're so so thankful. And um, I, I have a funny story because Crime Stoppers Galas historically have these great keynote speakers. We've had Barbara Walters and Ted Cobble. And one year we had Ben Stein. You know, Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> and he called after the event, the event, Rania. Oh, Mr. Stein, how are you? Thank you for coming. It was great. I'm back in California. Okay. Did every, yes. He said, so tell me, I'd like to ask you a question about the event. I'm like, yes, Mr. Stein, how can I, there were two blonde twins that were there. <laughs> tell me about them. I said, I, I they work in, no, I think you had spoken to them at the VIP reception mm-hmm. spoken to him at the VIP reception. He said he was genuinely very interested in animal space. And I, I do believe I gave you his number or whatever, but you attract people to the cause, which I think is an amazing thing that I, I'm happy to see you leverage. And then, you know, it's like a it, magnet. Yeah, it is. We call it a freak show. A freak show. No. <laughs> Are freak you like, show that is us. That would be us. <laughs> yeah, that would be us. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Two short, dark-headed women. Oh. Not so glamorous. But kind of crazy. Walking, um, a little messy, a little whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, we, we, we call ourselves Calamity Jane. Calamity Jane. Jane. <laughs> got that over the weekend yeah. we were in montana and we somehow wound up as calamity jeans yeah that is Love so it. funny but i was going to say um i like the fact that the people you've you've partnered with susan bojo sue smith is in the film um jan duncan jan duncan mm-hmm. these are powerful Houstonians, brilliant yeah. 
brilliant Houstonians who are standing behind you and with These you. are people who care about this mm-hmm. issue. They care. They they contribute a lot to this city, mm-hmm. and this means something to them. So, so the leaders do need to recognize that some of their constituents and some of their um, top donors donors mm-hmm. yeah, care about this issue. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to point out too that it's women. It's mostly yeah. women in this space. They see suffering and they can't look away like us, like you. Mm-hmm. You both, you see suffering and human trafficking and yeah. crime and animals. All of us see that. In once you once you've been exposed to it, how do you look away? Yeah, yeah. I I think it helps us metabolize the grief that we have mm-hmm. when we can do something. Mm-hmm. If we saw it and we couldn't do something yeah. because we're all doers, we're all problem solvers, if we couldn't exercise that, metabolize that, I think it would be so much worse. I don't know how you shut it off. I don't know how there are people who look at these issues and know it, know it's there and how they say, well, I'm just going to pretend it doesn't exist. I sometimes wish I had that. I've often prayed for that because it is hard. You never get to shut it off. No. I told Tyson one night he gets frustrated because we're always on our computers. And this is 24-7. Mm-hmm. We wake up to text every morning about dogs dying, suffering, need. Um, it was about 9 o'clock and I was on my computer. It goes, will you just get off your computer? And I burst into tears and I said, you know what? When I'm not working, dogs are dying. Yeah. That's... That's the bird. Where's the rest? I face the same thing. We love animals more than people most of the time. Yeah, I I I had to. I did a transport. Thinking about the people. Yeah, I mean, and and sometimes you just like you want to shake people, and you like my. I was gone for two weeks, uh, traveling and and speaking, and then, but I had to, you know, transport two young women. Wow. And 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 then you get home, and you're like, well, you've been gone for two weeks. You know what? And I'm like. I don't want to watch a movie. Like I just, I want to just sit in myself because I got nothing after trying to, you know, so I can't imagine how, but there's, how do you, so what do you do for yourself then? I would love to know, do y'all just sometimes just sit and just therapeutic or therapy or just talk it out with each other or... Shopping, spa day, whatever it is, crying. I'm going to cry. For me, I found that like I can't, watch TV sometimes I can't read because it's not enough stimulation compared yes. to the stimulation yeah. it's very true get through. addicted to it you get the adrenaline true. of oh, well, being on point like, all the time it's so boring compared to what I've just lived or what right. I've just been and I've I, I, this is where I feel like I'm letting people down family down friends down my son down on Friday sometimes I shut everything off and I get into bed even if I don't sleep and I just I just have to mm-hmm. like start over mm-hmm. and yeah. sometimes it takes a couple of days and friends are texting and I can't even pick up the phone to have a conversation mm-hmm. I literally feel that exhausted yeah which is why we need so many more people in these it, causes yeah and so that's what I do I just have to totally check out yeah well, I love the fact that you started the documentary with a prayer. For me, I picked you like that was, I think you were called to do this work. There's no doubt. You I were mean, called to do it. No doubt. I tracked my history and thank God my boyfriend in my 20s cheated on me and I moved to Houston and married my husband because mm. I know I was meant to come here. This was, this is our mission field. God, this I is, had the party you met him at. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Wait, were you, were you already in Houston? No, I was in Phoenix. Yeah. And there was a Super Bowl, Super Bowl and a um, golf tournament that weekend, which I went to this past year with my son and it was, it did not disappoint. And so, um, 
but I had a, a, a fly-in party where our friends, I, a Super Bowl weekend, you're living in Phoenix, it's so much fun. And my husband invited his friends, so all of the friends got together, and that's where she met Tyson. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, we loved him from the beginning. Of course. We loved yeah. him from the beginning. Who couldn't and love Tyson? Without him, yeah. how could I not do this yeah. work? I, I mean, yeah. God, we're partnered, and he loves dogs as much as I do. We got a new one, one that Susan Boggio talked about at the um, your event, oh, one that yes. had been beat oh, with yes. the brass knuckles. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, starved almost to death, spent mm. 11 days in ICU. I went and picked him up that next day, and now... I should show you this photo. He sits at the bench in the front of the house with his head on the back of the bench and just waits for Tyson to come home. He loves him. And it was a man that beat him, but he loves Tyson so much. So, Guardian angels. Yeah. Guys, you are so fabulous and wonderful. And we thank you so much for just inspiring all of us in different ways for the work at Houston Pet Set, the movie for the animals. We can't wait to see the other documentaries you do. And we're here for anything you need. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to today's Balanced Conversation. You can find real solutions and tangible resources in our show notes at thebalancevoicepodcast.com. To join the conversation, follow us on Instagram at thebalancevoicepodcast and on Twitter at balancevoice underscore. Stay up to date on Runya's work by following her at the Runya Report. And we can't wait to see you next week for another Balanced Conversation.